What's up, guys? It's Miki, and welcome back to Blink Canvas. And before we jump into this week's topic, I thought I should give you guys an update on how I've been doing mentally and how the new year has been going with for me so far. So if you listen to my Holiday Blitz episode, I did a reflection at the end that was talking about how last year I was in a really dark place. I felt like a hollow version of myself, and I was like in Sad Girl City, which I am not a fan of being in. And... um Obviously, I was the type of person who was still high functioning, even with depression. And I think everybody has that confused. Like everybody thinks like, oh, if you're depressed every single day, you just don't want to get out the bed. Now, did I have some of those days last year? Absolutely. But I still had no choice but to get out the bed and still live life and do that. But depression, just like anxiety and different things, looks different depending on the person and um, depending on how your body responds to different um different mental phases that you're going through but needless to say that even though I was in sad girl city last year I feel great guys and I thought that it would be good to let you guys know that I am feeling great for some reason and I know that everybody kind of has this too like at the start of the new year you feel refreshed I am one of those people that feel freaking refreshed at the beginning of a new year I just think it's like a clean slate I'm so grateful that I've made it out of the last year to a brand new year like I think we take that for granted but you know we never know the day or the hour that we're gonna die so like I don't take that for granted at all and when you have a hard year or even if you just had a hard month before a brand new year, you're just so appreciative for a brand new start. So that is what I am and that is what I feel. But also, even with that, I love the idea of a new year. I love the feeling that it gives me. But I also feel like, and I'm not just saying like typical like new year, new me. I feel like back and better than ever. Like, I may not be 100% back. Like, I'm not sad or anything. Don't worry, guys. I'm not sad or anything. I'm just like, I feel myself leveling up. I feel myself getting back to OG Mickey, but like even better. Because I don't want to be happy Mickey that I was before. Like, I want to be happy Mickey with growth and lessons learned and just like a better version of myself, which I feel like should be the goal every single year at least it is for me and I'm excited and I also like even numbers like I'm not really a fan of odd numbers like I know one is an odd number and I guess it's fine to be one number one sometimes but I love freaking even numbers and so I looked up what does 2022 mean and I was really excited because on this one website it said that the number 2022 has three vibrations of two multiplying the properties in this number it only makes sense that 2022 means balance faith success manifesting miracles and new opportunities and they said if you're looking for a fresh start to start your new year this may be the number to do the trick now do i believe that numbers are the end all be all about how it's gonna be 
hell no but it is nice and it is a little comforting to know like I feel those vibrations I feel those vibrations of a new year a positive start and just like good vibes and good energy and that's what I'm here for like always so I'm definitely here for that and what they said that it means spiritually is that 2022 means hope is ahead and I love that I freaking just love that that hope is ahead and I think something that anytime you're sad or you're just not in a good place it's not just your joy that's taken away sometimes if you're sad for too long it's like hope it's like I have nothing to look forward to I have nothing to hope for and I'm just really grateful that I'm not in that place anymore and that I do have things to look forward to I just even if I can't see six months down the line what's coming I'm just grateful that I look forward to waking up the next day and I'm grateful like I just feel good vibes for this year am I alone like you guys let me know am I alone am I the only one that does not feel like 2022 is gonna be good because you know 2020 and then it kind of crappy all right we were like in the middle of 2020 we got a pandemic and then 2021 it was like 2020 part two and I just feel like 2022 is gonna give us all the restart that we need like are we still in the pandemic yes but um it's gonna get better that's what I'm just gonna say because I mean it's a shit show right now so I'm just gonna say for all of us life and death is in the power of the tongue it's going to get better be better and it's already getting started and at least I feel that personally for me in my life so I hope that is the same feeling for other people who are having a bad year or just the last past couple of days and um, I hope you're doing better and I hope that it continues to get better and better as the day goes on so also another reason that I love the top of the year is because it is Aquarius season and if you didn't know Aquarius are the best in the zodiac side FYI we are the we are the best we tend to get hate because they say we can be cold and distant but we're not they say we need too much alone time I think that's a necessity plus I'm an introvert so of course I love my alone time but I think we're some of the best signs if you get us like we're pretty much cordial to anybody but um if you're in our inner circle we got you for life like ride or die got you for life and you don't you don't ever have to worry about us switching sides so for anybody who hates Aquarius you just don't know how to handle us or we saw your fakeness um up front and I'm sticking to that the best best sign oh and shout out to my best friend because he is an Aquarius and it is his birthday this week and you're a great person and a great soul and God took his time with you which I do not use that compliment lightly I've used it on three people and my whole life of living so far (laughs) and you are one of the three people and I hope that God blesses you with everything that you want desire and more and um yeah I'm just so excited I'm excited like I feel good things not just for me but the people in my life and um yeah I had to give a birthday shout out to my best friend so I hope you get everything that you want this year and continue to level up as you always do and I hope you have a good year 
spiritually, mentally, physically, and it's only up from here, guys. It's only up from here. Okay, guys, so this week we are discussing how emotional pain and mental pain can cause us actual physical pain. And pain that comes from our emotions tend to stem from depression and anxiety. Of course, it can come from other things, but that tends to lead back to at least these being the main two. And this pain, even though it is in our heads, and a lot of doctors were saying in our heads, it may start in the head, but it can lead to cause real physical pain all over the body and it can become chronic. And as we know, chronic pain is pain that's staying around a little too long. Like you should be healed, you should be over it by now. And it's around way longer than it needs to be. And chronic pain, just like any pain, but especially chronic because it's continuous, it can be debilitating. People will miss work, people will miss school, people will miss out on life and any kind of chronic pain, whether it's coming from emotions or it's just something really going wrong in your body, it's not a good thing and it's not a good feeling. And actually, emotional pain can affect your body in the physical way all over. It can affect areas like your neck, shoulders, elbows, upper and lower back, hips, knees, ankles, feet, and hands. It can give you headaches and stomach pains. That is your whole entire body. Um, There are studies that have been shown it can make menstrual pain even worse. And it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling at all. And it's something that a lot of people don't discuss. Now, I think it's discussed more now than it was back then. But a lot of people think, oh my goodness, my body is hurting. What is going on? Um, what can I do? Why can't I fix the problem? And they'll get prescribed all these medications. But it's like, no, I'm still in pain. I'm still hurting. And your body is trying to let you know the reason the physical pain is still here. It's because it's not something that's broken in the body. It's something that's broken in your heart or that's really making you sad in your mind. And we need to get that fixed. And then I promise I'll do my job and I'll continue to heal you because our bodies are very smart, very complex, and they will give us warning signs like, hey, you're overworking yourself, slow down. Or hey, um, you say you're okay and you're up and functioning like a high functioning depressed person, but no, like let's check let's do a checklist. Let's check off some areas and make sure that we really are okay in every area. And sometimes our body is being like our friend. It's got our back. I mean, it hurts, but the pain is what gets us to slow down enough to be like, oh, oh shit, something's wrong. Let me see what it is. And some of the ways that they will um, try to help. And again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a therapist. I just have to say that (laughs) out loud. Um, but from the research and what I've heard other people, they'll prescribe you like pill and medicate like pills, medication. I'm not really a fan because I know how easily addicted a person can become to them. And everybody's body and brain responds differently. I do know that. But sometimes pain medication does help and sometimes it does make you feel better. So I try to make that my last resort. But um if not, then they'll describe you different medications and also 
They may do stuff like um, antidepressants and all those things. And again, because you never really know how your body is going to respond to it, you could be treating one thing and then cause a whole nother problem. So I try to go holistic routes first, unless, unless, and I'm not going to lie, guys, I will take some over-the-counter medicine in a heartbeat, like for a cold or flu. Like I'm not saying I'd be that holistic, but I'm saying when it comes to the more serious medications that, um, are a big deal, like opioids and stuff, I tend to be a little hesitant and pause just for a second to make sure that this is something, like this is my absolute final choice that I need to take. So for the people who don't want to take medicine and stuff, there are some other ways you can do things like yoga. And I know you're probably thinking, my body hurts. Why would I do yoga? But sometimes stretching and the process of doing yoga and breathing and just really being at center, it will help. It will definitely help. And even just different breathing exercises can help you because it can help your body recenter. And if you do it right, you can feel the breath go in and out of your body. You can feel the vibrations going up and down. And it can not only calm you down, but it can you can feel your muscles and stuff relaxing and it can give you some ease. You can also try meditating. I am a fan of yoga and meditation. Um, Meditation has been a godsend for me. I feel like I do yoga more than meditating or at different times in my life, I'm switching back. I am my best version of myself when I am doing both consistently, but Either way, I am a fan of both and I recommend both to everybody. Like when it comes to meditation, you have no choice but to slow down. And we are living in a society where it's like, go, 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 go all the time. And we never really have time to stop and process or stop and enjoy moments. And it's like, if you stop too long, you're not getting to the back. If you stop too long, you're going to miss something. And the irony is we're going so much that we're still missing everything anyways. Like we're there, but we're not really there, which can also lead to being more anxious, which I am one to talk because I suffer with anxiety from different things. But that's probably because my brain works on a freaking schedule. And I'm like, okay, I have this time to myself. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. And then I think as soon as the clock starts running out, oh my God, the time is running out. I got to get back to my responsibilities, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I I contribute to my own anxiety. I know that, which is why I'm trying to work on it, which is why I highly recommend meditation because you have no choice but to sit down, be focused and be quiet. And of course you can make noise with your meditation and like, um, like anything that you want to do. And sometimes when you inhale, like, and like you make a noise coming out, you can feel that more in your body than just like a, kind of thing, you know? So I say look into yoga, look into meditating. It'll help you slow down and it'll help it can help with this chronic pain, um, whether it's from physical physical pain or emotional pain. And it can also just help you slow down in life, which I think we all need sometime, especially in this um ambitious, go get it driven culture. And ambitious to the point where it's it's really unhealthy because you sacrifice yourself and you sacrifice others to get to a bag or to reach a goal. And it's like, after you reach the goal, then what, how many moments did you miss after you reached that goal? And how much time were you not really present with the people you really wanted to be fully immersed and present with? Also, 
there are different grounding exercises that you can try. And grounding is basically like trying to recenter yourself and get yourself back to the present moment. So I know for grounding, people will say like, take off your shoes. And like, if you're outside, put your bare feet. I'm sorry for the the germaphobes, put your bare feet on the ground. Um, You can do it probably in the house too, depending on the kind of floors and stuff you have. But wherever you are, take off your socks. You have to be barefooted, guys. And put your feet in the grass or on the ground and just get your body to like focus like I'm standing and or I'm sitting with my legs bent, but my feet are flat surface on the ground. Some other um, types of grounding exercises are finding something cold, really, really cold, and then putting it in your hands. That way your brain has no choice but to focus on the cold sensations that's going on. And I heard this grounding exercise for anxiety. And people, there are all many different forms of anxiety and it affects people differently in the same way with depression, the same way with anything that people deal with mentally. It affects everybody differently. But for this is like, um, for people who are anxious and they're like, like it's sensory overload and you're overthinking and your, your brain is like, um, going a hundred miles per hour. And they say the cold sensation will make your brain like, basically go off course and be like, whoa, what's that? What's that? And then it's like focused on this is too cold. Like what's happening? Like you're focusing on the cold sensation so much you you stop overthinking or you stop being anxious in that moment and it grounds you back to that because your brain has no choice but to figure out why are we feeling this cold sensation to this level and we're not supposed to be feeling it, you know? So it has no choice but to focus on that. And another one, which is a really cool one that I heard on an interview with Kendall Jenner, when she did that whole little meeting up with different doctors and stuff and discussing different ways of how to deal with anxiety. One of the exercises that I heard was the five, four, three, two, one. And Okay, so what you do is five things you can see right now, four things you can hear right now, three things you can feel right now, two things you can smell right now, and one thing you can taste right now. And again, the whole goal of these grounding exercises is to bring you back to center and just remind you that, hey, focus on the present or what you're being anxious about. Um it's okay. Or what you're sad about, let's not think about that so much right now, or let's give it a break and let's focus on something else. And I know for me, because I'm an anxious person, I think a lot of my anxiety comes from, I am so like, my brain is so future forward. So I'm living in the present day moment, but I promise you I'm future forward thinking and I'm a planner. So I'm in the present day moment, but I have calendars and I have lists and I have freaking schedules and dates and stuff in my brain. And I'm like, okay, this is coming up. This needs to be done. Now, granted, I do feel better. Like if I have a checklist and as I check everything off box after box after box or whatever, I feel better. Like I get like this relief feeling like, oh my God, I feel so accomplished. It makes me feel good, but I can't lie. The moment's leading up to it. I'm kind of freaking anxious because I'm like, this can happen, this can happen, this can happen. Or like I explained earlier, if I'm doing something or enjoying something for myself, I'm thinking like, 
oh my God, I only have so long before I have to go back to my responsibilities and maybe the things that I don't want to do or maybe the people I don't want to be around. Like, oh, this feeling of goodness and peace and safety is about to leave. And that itself makes me anxious. And thankfully, not that I can ever remember, my anxiety hasn't caused physical um pain in my body or physical chronic pain in my body, but I have known people and I have family members that it absolutely does that too, which is why I wanted to bring light to the situation. I do want to say that uh, last year I was so depressed that some of my hair was falling out and that has never happened in my life. And that's how I knew I was too far deep in sad girl city. And I had to say, we're getting out of here because this is not me. I am not she. And I do not agree. Okay. And um, the only other thing I can think about is when I had, uh, I've sometimes I'll get stressed hives, but I got to be really, really stressed out. And I don't think I've been that stressed out since like school or something. I had like deadlines and stuff coming up and probably some big tests to study for. And even though I hate it, I hate school with a passion, probably because we're learning stuff that's irrelevant. Maybe if they taught us stuff that we needed to know, it would be a lot better. But I hate school with a passion. I was just good in it. And um, so I did well, but I I was not a fan. I was not a fan. And that's the only times that I can think of where I could literally see it manifesting like in my body physically in any type of way. And I'm very grateful, but I do think we all just have to be careful because just because it hasn't really happened in the point where, oh my God, my back hurts and maybe my back or something did hurt, but I didn't register it to emotional pain. Because again, I probably was in a stage of going, going, going and was like, okay, my back just hurt. Let me take some leave or something. Let me do some yoga and stretch it out. And then probably still like, oh my God, my back still hurt. Maybe I slept wrong. Like I literally would probably blame it on every single thing, but what the actual problem was, because I wouldn't have slowed down enough before to say, girl, you're good mentally. And if you don't, we all know what kind of problems it could lead to. You will be in sad girl city. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. All right, guys. So as we close out this episode, I just want to do a reminder to remember to check in with yourself, not just the physical pain in your body, but mentally, emotionally, what's going on and do a checklist. Maybe it's not just physical pain. Maybe it's not a muscle you pulled. Maybe it's not... Hey, I fell and broke a bone. It could be something emotionally wrong that your body is trying to say, hey, friend, check on this, work on this, look at this. So please, please pay attention and remember to love yourself and give yourself a break this week. If you haven't had a break or people are stressing you out, I don't care if you make it five minutes, 30 minutes, a whole 24 hours. Give yourself a break to step away from the busyness, step away from all the chaos of this world and enjoy yourself. Give yourself some much well needed time to yourself. We all need it. I think we all need some daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Okay. And it's important that we start in small intervals and we make it a natural routine and habit so that our bodies don't have to warn us in this way in such a drastic drastic way but as always let's learn to love each other a little more guys and give each other the grace that we need and we're all growing and learning and we're human we are all human 
And the quote that I want to end with this week is, I will not water myself down to make me more digestible for you. You can choke. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Blake Canvas this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.